Hi, and welcome to Thriving with Sarah and Jenny. Please join us as we explore how you can enjoy a happier life and a fulfilling career, things that aren't always that easy in our modern world. We'll be taking a look to how you can explore well-being both inside and outside the workplace, how to prevent burnout, how to achieve true happiness in work and life, and so much more. So stick around. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Thriving with Sarah and Jenny. Today, um, even though they tried to get us not to love them, we're going to talk about dogs and happiness. It's a great topic, Sarah, because um, I know you and I share a common love of our red dogs. Um, And I think the pandemic has taught us a lot about the benefits of of keeping a pet do you do, would you agree oh absolutely and i think um i was lucky enough to work in the pet industry even prior to the pandemic so it wasn't quite as much of a surprise to me um but i've always loved you know businesses where you hear about them bringing dogs to work and all the positive benefits and all the positive yeah. associations with it um, but they're really just, they're so good for us in so many ways, our health, our mental health, um, you know, how we, how we live, how long we live, you know, there's, there's a huge and inordinate amount of science coming in that, that says dogs, dogs are good for us. Dogs are good for us. And so are the other pets as well. I was really interested to read that 40% of UK households own at least one pet. So they might have a dog, but they might also have a cat or a bird or a fish as well. And what was also really interesting, because I know how beneficial having a dog is to our health and especially our mental health. But there was one study which showed that the type of pet we have actually doesn't matter. So it it could be a guinea pig. It could be a rabbit or gerbil. All of them provide us this, this wonderful connection to another creature and Mm. what I was particularly happy about was to learn that dog owners live longer and healthier lives so Sarah you and I are both going to live for an extraordinarily long time because of the benefits our dogs bring us there's it was a Swedish study and it showed that People who've had heart attacks or have had a stroke actually have much better health outcomes if they've got a pet at home. But also there was a huge difference between the risk of actually getting a heart attack or having a stroke compared to um, not having a dog or a cat in our lives. So we have a lower overall risk of dying from either of those ailments, which I think is, is, is highly beneficial. It's good to know. And, and, it, and it, the benefit is two ways. Um, I mean, I love stroking our Vizsla's soft mm. ears. I could sit there all evening just gently stroking her ears. And she loves it too. And mm-hmm. we know that. When you pet your pet, you're you're stimulating the release of your feel-good hormones, all that lovely serotonin and oxytocin, which bonds us to our pets and also makes us feel good. And they get a rise as well. So they feel good 
from us petting them. So it's a win-win. Isn't it wonderful? I love it. And I think, I mean, some of the stuff I found when I was, when I was doing the research for this and, and um, was just crazy. So there's, um, it's called HABRI, the Human Animal Bond Research Initiative, I think, which is based out of the US. Um, And they found that pet ownership was responsible for saving $11.7 billion each year. in kind of reduced physician visits, uh, you know, increased exercise, lower obesity. So it's, it's a crazy amount that it actually helps not just ourselves or our, like our little inner circle, but our wider communities um, and structures uh, that go along with it. I just found that not shocking, but amazing. (laughs) It is amazing. And when you, when you sort of realize how big those figures are, I mean, that's huge. Isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And I think there's stuff in terms of, you know, when we talk, we we've talked about kind of depression and all sorts of things. Well, with you have a dog or a cat, you have a lower um, instance of depression. Yes. You have, you know, people who are retired benefit from owning pets because one of the things that happens with brain health, isn't it, is that um, they lose structure. So having a pet in the home helps that and it fends off our, you know, the real kind of the horrible loneliness. Yeah. You know, the thing that really causes us ill health and and, and a a bad life experience. Um, So they they just do so much else. The one thing, the other thing that I loved, which I can really relate to, I don't know if any of our listeners can, is, um, you know, people who walk their dogs, there was this study that, you know, people were losing weight, which is pretty normal because you walk your dogs, you're getting more moderate exercise. But in one study, participants had, or no, they were able to be more consistent in their exercise because they considered it a responsibility to the dog rather than they were doing exercise you know they used the phrase they need us to walk them right so we're not responsible for ourselves which is that kind of that difficulty in getting exercise but we'll do it for someone else (laughs) so true and of course it takes that stress away from oh I haven't got to the gym to do my routines or whatever but as soon as you're thinking about, oh, the dog needs her walk today, um, yes. better go off and do it. Your your focus is outwards, and it's about the dog's well being rather than your own, even though you both benefit. So exactly, it, it, like, all that stress and angst about, oh, I need to be exercising more. If you've got a pet uh, that needs exercise, not so much if you've got a goldfish, you will be more physically active. And of course, if you're more physically active, then you enjoy the other benefits of um, feeling better, lower blood pressure, um, lower stress levels, less anxiety, less depression, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we could go on talking about that. It's crazy, <laughs> isn't it? There's like reduced cholesterol, decreased yeah. triglycerides. I mean, it's absolutely, it. it's again, if you own a pet, it's not surprising because you know how much you love them and how much better you feel with them. But I, you know, it's one of the things I love when we get into the nitty gritty of the science behind these things that what we feel is backed up through this evidence-based science um and and there was an interesting thing I don't know if you remember when we you know well when I was younger and and Uh you were younger we used to say like dogs and cats in the home they used to say caused allergies but now actually they've reversed that and found that 
having a dog or a cat in a home actually reduces a child's chance of becoming allergic by 33%. So again, interesting. And my, that bears borne out. My husband was always allergic to cats if oh, we yeah. went to someone's house until we started owning cats. And now he isn't anymore. Wow, that's really interesting, isn't it? Yes. I think yeah. it's a bit like that sort of germ theory. If you're exposed to a lot of germs in early childhood, yes. you actually boost or bolster your immune system. So you're much more yes. capable of dealing with bits of things that you probably should have eaten that you found in the garden and things like that. <laughs> it's the same thing with animals. If you're exposed to them um, a lot, then hopefully you're less likely to develop allergies. I do have a caveat though, because my, oh, yes. my dad was a vet. So I was surrounded by animals all my life. Um, and I was horribly allergic. I had asthma <laughs> as a young child and I was Ooh, horribly, horribly yeah. allergic to cat and dog dander, as they called it. Mm -hmm. um, yep. So I had to have all these sort of allergy injections over a course of time, which I have to say worked. And I grew out of my asthma and we have cats and dogs and we've had various sort of other small mammals in our, in our <laughs> <laughs> home, as you do. <laughs> And, and no further problems. So I think there is something about um, exposure early on usually can provide you know, more of a, a protective effect, which is which is great. The other. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's yeah, it's not for every it's obviously yeah not for everyone. And, and it's not wrong if you are still allergic. Right. <laughs> What what I also enjoy, and and you know, being a dog owner, I love dogs anyway. But when we go out to the park and I'm watching Maisie bounce around and interact with the other dogs and stuff, it's 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 good for us because there's also social interaction with other human beings. Because I find that other mm -hmm. dog owners will stop and say hello or smile sweetly or say something like, oh, what a beautiful looking dog or something just to show that sense of connection. Of course, the dogs are having a lovely time as well. But even if you're not with somebody else, just sitting or standing and observing other animals around you also has a very calming effect. I love being in the park, looking up and watching the parrots um, in the trees, <laughs> not standing directly underneath them, but, you know, just, just observing them and their antics and the noise they make, it's delightful. And it's, it's been shown that uh, one of our favourite activities, even if we're not a pet owner, is to look out into our gardens or if we're down the park and do some bird watching. Isn't that interesting? Because I love oh, wow. seeing wild birds. And I was talking to another friend who, who runs a business, which well, she's got a factory actually, and she said she's normally so busy that she never has time to sort of notice much going on at all around her. But she said during <laughs> the, the lockdowns when she was sort of having to work from home a bit more and also sometimes in the office um, in the factory, she had time to look outside the window, which she wouldn't normally do, and suddenly realized there were these beautiful trees out there full of birds. Oh, wow. And she thought, oh, how wasn't that great? And, and she felt so good just from taking that small few minutes out of her day just to appreciate 
the beauty of of what she was observing and 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 then sort of feeling a bit mortified that she'd never really noticed it in all the time she'd been working there before (laughs) better to notice it at some time rather than never at all I say and never at all absolutely well and and I think that brings it brilliantly to kind of dogs at work which I love oh actually no I want to have one more caveat because dogs are really good for our health yes but we always need to look at both sides of the coin and you know 88 percent of falls caused by animals every year are from dogs (laughs) Um, so you know we love them. They have loads of health benefits. You should have them. But, and I, you know, my first dog walk with a friend when we came out of lockdown last year, I've got, a, obviously, you know, a, a red Vizsla. Um, yeah. And my friend has a wonderful uh, Bernie's um, cross. And, uh, you know, those are big dogs. And my yeah. Vizsla is very lithe and, you know, she can corner on a dime. Mm. So they like to play chase. But this uh, Leon Berger is, I think she's, she must be 50 kilos. Something. She's enormous, fluffy puppy dog. But Scarlett was running, my dog was running straight at me behind me and then lively went around me. Uh, and my friend's beautiful dog could not corner on a dime and bowled straight <laughs> into me. And actually... <laughs> Oops. I, I ruptured a ligament in my ankle and... Uh, <laughs> You know, she had no idea that, you know, she'd done anything wrong, of course. And they were just having a grand old time getting to see each other, which they hadn't been able to do for months and months. But we do know that, uh, you know, watch ourselves. Also, as we get older, we're a little bit more susceptible to those falls, aren't we? Yes. (laughs) But yes, dogs at work. Dogs at work, right. And they reduce stress in your workplace. So not just for you as a person, but in your workplace, they can have a calming effect. And um, and I was reading some, I think they were more anecdotal, but, you know, you can, they can diffuse negative tension, you yes. know, yeah. when they're in the room with you, there's something else that you can, you can look at or discuss that it isn't necessarily that, uh, that tension or ten- tension causing subject. Yes. Um it also helps with that work-life balance at work, doesn't it? Yeah. Again, because we're taking care of someone else, not ourselves. Yeah. We take regular breaks. We make sure they're getting food and drink when they need to. We quite often are getting outside. Yep. And maybe we're having a bit more fun and some play at work. So all these things that uh, you know we wouldn't necessarily do for ourselves, it encourages us to do while we're at work if we have a dog with us. Absolutely. And um, I've I've seen a couple of places where um, dogs at work have been particularly helpful. And one of them was it's called the Ronald McDonald House. Uh, mm-hmm. It's Ron, Ronald McDonald sponsored this hospice. Um, well, it's, it's more than a hospice. It's, it's a place where families can go and stay when their children are receiving cancer treatment, because a lot of um the time i mean perth is is a central city in west australia but we have quite a large rural population and if a child is sick and has been diagnosed with something like cancer they have to travel for their treatment and often the family has to come too so mm-hmm. this beautiful place has been built specifically to support the family so they can all stay together which is so important when you're recovering from illness but what i loved was the fact that there was this slightly mature black Labrador who 
clearly owned the place and would pull <laughs> around and everybody loved the Black Lab and, you know, all the kids thought he was wonderful. He was so gentle and he just loved, you know, all the attention, of course. And I, and you could just see the, you know, the positives for the kids, for the families and for the staff that worked there because it's, you know, quite a stressful um, environment, as you can imagine. And the other places where I've seen pets um, of great benefit are in aged care facilities where mm-hmm. you've got lots of people who often are feeling quite lonely, even though they're with other people. They're not maybe seeing you know, their family members. And of course, with the lockdowns and everything, that's been quite hard. But if there's a cat in residence, <laughs> and cats <laughs> you know, have no affiliation to a particular person, they're quite happy to sort exactly. of on anybody's lap that happens to be nearby, <laughs> or a dog, it, it just makes such a difference. It, you can yes. see the smile on their faces because they 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 feel pleasure in in yeah. interacting with with that um, with the creature, you know, whether it's a dog or a cat or whatever. And yeah, I think. You know, there's a reason why we have domesticated different animals, not just for eating. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and uh, it's very much around the the companionship that they provide us. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think they go a long way to, to stabilising our mood and inducing a sense of well-being, which in times of challenge like now are terribly important. Mm. Absolutely. And that 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 has a, a throwback to our kindness one. Maybe we'll have to do a little chat one day about kind of kindness and animals. So yes. a lot of a lot of the studies that that have helped us understand how humans have evolved mm. have been done with dogs and, and how they have evolved to be kinder than their kind of wild uh, relations and the same with with other animals as well yes. who we have domesticated that yes. we tend to um, breed them mm. based on kind of kindness really and mm. that is the kind of evolution of them there's some really interesting studies but I digress um, <laughs> I think it's just it's such a beautiful thing to be able to have animals and I love you know that again that that sense of loneliness that you quite often have in those um, in those homes where where elderly people are when there are pets involved you know mm. it it just helps they are not alone um there's someone there constantly you know the staff are there obviously but they have shifts and they're working somewhere else whereas you know it's a pet's home with them so it makes it a home it makes it a home exactly right yeah so I'd, I'd love to find out what what our listeners are doing do they do they do you have a pet at home um oh, yeah or do you take your pet to work with you um please share what what you do or what your experience has been and whether you think certain pets are, are more suited to workplaces than others I'd love to hear any unusual pets that people have as well and how you can bond with a chameleon or a newt or something like that um because we're all different and we don't all want the same pet do we we owe our pets a lot for helping us to you know manage and navigate our way through the pandemic more easily and show our gratitude to them give them some extra treats and of course Mm -hmm. being mindful too that as we return to work um not all of us can take our pets with us to work and I know there's been a concern that some of the dogs 
especially who are now finding themselves at home all day alone are experiencing quite high levels of social anxiety. So we just need to be mindful about how we can manage that better. Um, I know some organisations provide um, play dates for, for dogs or we'll take your dog out walking if you if you can't be there for a few hours or whatever so, yeah we had a dog we had doggy daycare at one point with our dog yep. um, so there's lots of options isn't there which there don't are. mean that there are. when we go back to work um, you know that you you have to maybe think even think about rehoming your your dog exactly. um, but yeah making sure we're paying attention because that separation anxiety for them if they're not used to it is it's very stressful. Well, it's distressing for the, for the for the dog. It's also mm-hmm. distressing for us when we come home and discover that they've eaten half the house. Or or other very interesting discoveries that we well, might make. We won't mention those. <laughs> Well, thank you for joining us, everybody. Like Jenny said, we'd love to hear what animals do you bring to work and what do your animals do for you? Um, Maybe has this given you a new appreciation of of the added benefits um, that they bring us? And uh, I guess it remains for us to wish you happy walkies. Yes, indeed. Let's get out there. (laughs) See you next time. Bye for now. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Thriving with Sarah and Jenny. We hope you've enjoyed listening to it as much as we did recording it. And you can always get involved in the well-being conversation at all of our social links in the show notes. Until next time, stay safe, stay happy, and thrive in whatever you do.